yes, okay. yes. It's like it's it's basically like, you know, you gotta you gotta fight to make your way. Yeah. In every single facet, like you gotta you either gotta fight on the field and and basically show that like you're a dog and like you're you're needed out here and that's how you get respect, or you fight in the locker room and that hazing happens and then it, it ends. Yeah. And they're like, that guy's crazy. So we're not going to mess with him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and dude, like, but all of that, if I would have had the identity perspective that I had like three years or two years removed from football on identity that I was loved, that, that, that Jesus has redeemed me, that, you know, it says that we were adopted into a royal priesthood, you know, and there is no lack in his throne room. And Romans 8 28, all things work together for good for those who are called according to its purpose. And, and basically that knock and it'll be open to you seek and you shall find those type of situations bro and all these new age people are, are you know like you've read the secret or people yeah. have read the secret well it says in the word that life and death lies in the power of the tongue okay well literally i'd like if i ever got back into coaching i'd literally try to be mr positive yeah and see what my players do i'm reading john wooden right now yeah, right. That's what Correct. it's a legendary coach. Yeah. And, legendary and coach. He wouldn't even stand up in the games. Right, he'd be sitting in his seat because he's already coached them. Yeah, and he and he, and, and he never says anything negative about them in the press or any of the coaches. Even if the decision was theirs to do something, he's always about. That. Yeah, I'm going through that right now, about halfway through. Yeah, it's just a self accountability and a self reflection that that uh, you know. I don't know how we trailed off. You asked to expand yeah, on my testimony. Like yeah. basically, bro, I was lost and I was trying to read the word and I couldn't I, I couldn't understand the Bible. And I was just at a place where um, I felt all I, I've, you know, you have these goggles on that that make you almost unaware of sin that you're committing. Yeah. And basically, like I started feeling convicted about the things that I had done to people, the things that I do on a current basis, um, you know, sexual sin, all these different things that I was, you know, really in a vice fight wrestled with every yeah. single day. And, uh, and dude, I ran into a, a, a guy who's like a mentor, a great friend of mine now. His name's Kenyon Coleman. I ran into him at like hot yoga. Like I was trying to like get more flexible and trying not to get see hurt. You doing hot yoga. I know, man. You know, <laughs> Bikram yoga. I mean, maybe I went in there for alternative alternative motives, but I came out a believer. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, he says he says, man. Um, he like quoted quoted a scripture and he says, "God's knocking on your door." And I said, "Man, you don't know me." And he goes, every man that a man commits is outside the body except for sexual sin. You sin against your own body. And at the time, I was comparing women to, to my wife now, but my girlfriend then, and, and was comparing them to Jess and thought, you know, maybe I can still get, still get with her and make her not find out or whatever yeah. and, and just not, just totally, you know, just devaluing everybody that wasn't in my agenda pretty sure. much. And, uh, Anyway, and, and uh, did he baptize me in the Holy Spirit in his prayer closet, read out of Acts. Wow. And I was set on fire. I had like a spiritual encounter, like crazy deal, where like I saw Jesus in like a spirit form coming to my body three times. Wow. Yeah, it was nuts. And, uh, and just so people like understand too, like you're not coming off of like drugs. Like you're, no, this, this no, is I'm a, like totally sober. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally sober. I'm actually like super like heightened because I just like 
had an endorphin push. But after that, that you know, we'd sat there outside the yoga place right over here in Grapevine for like an hour just talking shop because he was with the Browns and I was going into my junior year at Wyoming. And uh, anyway, and he goes, you need to come to the house. He's like, I need to give you some supplements. Uh, I'll get you. I'll get you on on these supplements. You need to put on some weight. This and that. And he was giving me guidance and wisdom, and and uh, he was like, I remember that when when I was poor and I was just trying to like just play, and I thought, who is this man? Who is this man that would like invite me to his place and love <clears throat> me this way? Like, what's his agenda? Right. You know. So I was kind of like, what's your agenda? Yeah. And he's like, man, the Lord spoke to me, dude. You're just going to have to come to the house. I'll tell you more about it. And so I was like, well, this is the craziest encounter with a random 6'6 guy that we met. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go over there. And uh, and he asked me if I'd ever been baptized. And crazy story with the baptism thing is the only time I'd seen and remembered somebody get baptized was when I was a, a little boy. I remember my dad getting baptized at the first first church in Nazarene in DeSoto. And he was probably late 20s, early 30s, maybe my age. And I remember what's crazy about it and what's so stupid about like what your brain does is like I saw that and I, I thought, okay, that means I got 20-something years to really be a knucklehead and then I'll clean it all up and hopefully Jess will not leave me by then and I can get married about 28, 29 and settle it all down. <laughs> A couple years in the league, you know, yeah. debauchery. <laughs> like, like, literally, I'm like, oh, that'll be good. And, dude, uh, but I found out years later that Dad got uh, got caught offshore in his boat, and he was with his buddy Casey Murphy, and Casey was, like, a diehard believer, and they got caught in, like, a wicked storm, and they had these 55-gallon drums. They were taking a boat from Galveston all the way across the Gulf of Mexico to Cancun got caught in this like wicked storm and uh and they had life jacket over their ears in the cabin banging like to try not to get knocked out like it was that rough and he said casey pray to your god pray to your god i swear to god i'll go to i'll go to your black church i'll go anywhere (laughs) i i swear i'll get baptized if we can survive yeah and dude, <laughs> I guess I never knew this, but until way later in my life, like, and then it was like, oh yeah, like that was that was when we finally made it back. That's why I got baptized. Oh wow! Because I said I would. <laughs> <laughs> they got behind a Jamaican uh, record ship or container ship. Wow! 